Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers. With me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Mr. Newby. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. We began the week at the Flower and Produce show, at which Jenny Darling appeared to be in a right mard about being offered the <laughs> chance to be a judge of the baking bit. Which just goes to show Fallon, no good turn goes unpunished. And as if Jenny Darling would mind judging, being given <laughs> licence to go yes. and tell other people where they're going wrong. She's been practising all her life for this. She then began ranting on about the dead hand of the patriarchy, which seemed a bit extreme in conjunction with the gardening column and the Borchester Echo. But I applaud her sentiment. <laughs> it was business as usual at the show. Cecil Jackson had to wheel his enormous courgette in, in a barrow and Jolene thought that grass would be a suitable addition to a hanging basket <laughs> and didn't win because I bet it looked like a bag of shite. Basket <laughs> of shite. I cannot see Jolene as a gardener really anyway. Lots of annuals, a honeysuckle that she hacks at blindly every autumn and some plastic ferns, I reckon. <laughs> Jenny Darling wrested control of the village megaphone from Kenton and announced in silken tones that entirely as predicted... <laughs> yes. Joe was to be memorialised in the Joe Grundy <laughs> Award for member of my family that did not do as crap an entry as all the others. One by Parpy, who produced a stylized reproduction of Daphne the Ferret rampant on a trimmed beetroot in cross-stitch and wicker. <laughs> Jenny Darling went round to the nesticle to sympathise with Chris about how difficult it was managing childcare and work, based on her vast experience, obviously. <laughs> I mean, have you thought about boarding school for Martha, Chris? I mean, it worked marvellously for mine. I mean, I didn't see Rory at all until he was three feet taller than me. Mysteriously, she bought Martha some pram shoes. I mean, I know it has been a long time since I had babies, but even I know that prams don't need shoes. Amy then joined the party, having been attracted, she said, by the fact that there was a light on. What is she, a moth? More madness from joy. She was scared of an intruder in the garden, so scared that she hid behind her net curtains. Well, she said nets, so I'm presuming it was curtains, or possibly fishing nets, maybe. She is from the northeast. Maybe she has a fishing smack we know nothing about, but she'll just drop it into the conversation when we're not expecting it. Oh, yes, me and Rochelle, when we were out on the trawler on the Dogger Bank. Where was I? Oh, yes. Despite being apparently terrified of this potential marauder, she went out to confront him on her own, armed with a plastic watering can. <laughs> Presumably so she could drown him. I don't know. Water him to death. Of course, I suppose there is absolutely no point calling the police because you just get harassment in his pedal car. His little legs are blur, shouting, Is there a baddie? Fallon! Fallon, I've got a baddie! <laughs> Helen agreed that harassment was useless and decided that the only option was a vigilante group all wandering the village with night vision goggles and plastic watering cans. 
Brian did his own bit of inappropriate interfering by telling Alice, who was already sad as she'd had to sell her banjo, that she shouldn't be divorcing Chris. It's true that it does seem a bit rough on poor Chris that he spent the last four years mopping up Alice's sick and now she is sober and apparently a stepwood wife. She's off. Brian's immediate <laughs> concern was that Chris was going to plunder the riches of Home Farm. I think he probably had visions of Chris gelding him with some of those hot tongue things. And finally, with more clues than a treasure hunt for the under fives, it is highly likely that Volderob is back. I'm sorry, everyone, that was my fault because last week I said I was actually starting to miss him. Yeah. I mean, I will be quite miffed if this footprint-leaving, gate-clicking mystery man turns out to be a common or garden burglar. Yeah. I did toy with the idea that it might be a DPD delivery man waiting for the split second that the house becomes empty so he could leave a we-tried-to-deliver-your-parcel card. <laughs> He'd been sat under a tarpaulin on the patio for six hours before Lee finally gave up trying to tie his laces and left the house with them tucked in his socks. But I digress. Rob could be back, maybe. I'm kind of hoping he is so that mm -hmm. Lee can finally reveal his karate skills and go for him <laughs> like Jackie Chan or even Jackie Weaver. I don't care as long as he hurts him. But I am realistic. Knowing Lee, in a hilarious mix-up, he'll end up taking Rob to the pub for dinner and inviting him to Bridge Farm. It's September. <laughs> the good telly is starting again. Ooh, We've yay. got new school shoes and something <laughs> is finally happening on the archers. Hurrah! The Hurrah! Yay! Oh! Knowing Lee, knowing <laughs> you... <laughs> Very good. I just popped in. Carmichael, ladies and gentlemen, who has peaked already. <laughs> That's it, folks. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> and have a lovely it's week. It's all downhill from here. Uh, I, I missed that uh, pivotal episode. I can't believe you missed it. I and know. It wasn't pivotal because nothing really happened. No. Everybody goes, no. Ah! I'm getting very excited. <laughs> But I wish I had listened because basically that night, whatever it was, Tuesday, yes. Monday, Wednesday. Anyway, I just went on Twitter because I was like, mm, I didn't have, I just, I don't know, didn't have time to listen to it. Went on Twitter and they were like, Rob's back, Rob's back. And I was like, yay, For, because I got excited, mm. but I didn't bother listening to the episode. Right. So he's not back. He's not back. But he could be back. But so did she, she heard a sound. Because yes. then I obviously listened the next night and then Lee saw a gate open. Yeah. What are the, what are the vital clues? Joy heard footprint something. In, footprint in flower bed, clue one. Oh. <laughs> this is Lee going like, out with his... He's like, wearing a little plastic deer stalker and he's got a Fisher-Price magnifying glass that he's using. It's like Agatha Raisin. Yeah. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> Is that honestly the clue? Was that honestly the clue? Oh my God. Joy thought she saw somebody. She saw a man looking at the house. Okay. And then he went well, away as, and then he as came in back. living in London, we have that all I the know. time. So we're up listen, the house. Listen, this is what I was so excited about earlier. And you said, tell me, tell me. And I said, no, no, no. Oh, yes. Tom yes. Peach has written to us. And I know we don't normally do the things. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, he said. Has he written the arches this week? No, he's oh. written the Ballad of Eddie Grundy that I've just got uh, Mr. Newby to record. So I will play that in <laughs> later. But the excitingness bit is that he just drops this in casually. Allowing, <laughs> he said, of course, if it turns out that it is Rob stalking Beechwood or one of the horses, then you hmm. might have something else to talk about. It's one of the horses that's come back to see if, because um, they're in Kirsty's house, aren't they? Is, is that what you were dropping in? Yes. That revelation? Yes. It's one of the I, slaves. It's not... I don't, Lucy, I'd already guessed that. Had you? 
Yeah, I knew it because everyone was like, "It's going to be Rob. It's going to be Rob," and and it's not oh. going to be Rob. It's not going to be Rob. I was I, really I'm, excited. I thought. I, I thought, oh, I thought I thought me you thought and Tom, Tom would cry. Yeah. It's only because I'm on the same wavelength as Tom. I was just thinking that anyway. No, because I was thinking Beachwood. I was thinking, of course, it's not Rob. Because I think we'd have more. I think something would have leaked. Yeah. I think. So, Possibly uh, so, joy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she did. <laughs> All the excitement, Tony. Ooh, could you Why fix something I up to up my house? Oh, was so funny when she actually she said, didn't she? She was like, "Oh, I was rather hoping it was someone I eyeing me up." <laughs> I liked it when you said something about your um. Yes, he's not. He's um. Oh, he's a good good man. She said, "Yes, he's just a bit cack-handed." <laughs> And she loves taking Lee down affectionately, doesn't she? Yeah, because Tony was like, oh, don't worry, he's a black belt in karate. And she was like, yeah, but... Because it was Beechwood and Kirsty's oh. house, I immediately thought, "Oh, it's obviously one of the slaves, isn't it?" Because because we haven't heard because oh. we haven't heard from them about no. that that fizzled out, and I, I I I then I was like, "Yes, yeah," because it's too because obviously Helen's gone into panic mode. Yeah, if it had been Rob, it, that wouldn't have happened. Like it wouldn't no. be, "Oh, it's Rob." It would have been built up yeah. over more time. So okay, yeah. I think it will be. Uh, who that was, was the, the main that was guy? The most savage takedown I've ever had, by the way. When I told you in a big ta-da, I was all excited. My little heart was actually beating slightly faster, and you just went quiet and then went. Was that what you were going to tell me? Well, my little heart was. My heart was beating faster. I was like, "Oh my god, this is like serious intel." I thought it was going to be something really unexpected, not something oh. I just assumed in the five seconds after I went on Twitter and everyone said it was Rob. <sighs> Nobody loves a smart ass, Carmichael. <laughs> so I, was, oh, I tell you what, let's re record, <laughs> drop it in again, and, and I'll be, be like, O M G, G, not a horsey. <laughs> oh, Lucy, I'm sorry. It's I was just fine. a little bit I'll, disappointed. I'll... <laughs> Okay, so you've peaked and I've disappointed you and we're only five minutes in. That's well, great, it's it? like, you know, it's one of those days and you realise there's no more surprises left in life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who's pissed on your chips today? Oh, no, it's one no. of those weeks. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to see Mary Poppins tomorrow night. Oh, you? will be well. Uh, yes. Ooh. Going to the, the theatre. Yes. I actually last week went to see Anything Goes. Oh, was it good? Oh, my God. It was so good, I basically cried throughout the whole thing. Oh. Because it was it was so it was overwhelming because I haven't yeah. been to the theatre for yep. years. Yep, yep, yep. And the, there was something about the lights and the yeah. number of people on the stage and the the energy was honestly I mean, it's such a great production anyway. Mm. For anybody who likes musicals. Not if you don't like musical, because it's ultimate musical. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was incredible. So, go get I a ticket, guys. Twelfth Night and it oh, Shakespeare. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't yeah, a lot of singing and dancing. Was it fun? But it. Well, I know exactly what you mean. I yes. enjoyed it far more than I probably would have done yes. just because I was thinking I am out with I know. people, and there's other people 
doing things what I am looking at. <laughs> and it was just very exciting. Uh, honestly, I felt like it must be, I felt like it was the sort of feeling of somebody who must have been to the theatre for the, it was like yeah. when I went to see Les Mis when I was like nine or ten. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'll never forget that yeah. feeling. It's yeah. you, it's like you're taken, lifted onto a cloud high above into another universe. And it's mm. just, like, amazing. Yeah. Sorry for anybody who hates musicals. <laughs> Honestly, I'd feel like that if I saw a fight in the post office queue at the moment. I am so bored. But anyway. Exactly. And also, like, I, because I thought, I'm so, oh, I'm done with a theatre. I'm so, so, I've got so much to watch on Netflix and everything is so good on the telly now. And I was like, I don't think I really need to go to the theatre anymore. But then you go to the theatre and it's like, oh, yes, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Not if it's a boring play, obviously, yes. but um, like, you Shakespeare. Know. <laughs> like Shakespeare. Like oh. Shakespeare. <laughs> no good jokes and nothing. <laughs> It's a bit wordy, isn't it? He does go on, Shakespeare. That's definitely he true. He does go on. And pe and people, like, make excuses for that. But we all know yes. he goes on. He always overwrote by about <laughs> at least an hour and a half. And of course people are much better writers now because we've got hundreds of years more experience. <laughs> so that thing about him being the best writer in the world, I just don't buy it, Lucy. Harry, he is the Anyway, let's not start arguing about Shakespeare. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Love you, really. Love big fan. Big, big fan. Um, big fan. <laughs> From Shakespeare to Thatcher's. This is sort of a Shakespearean plot, though, isn't it? There's a bit of hide-and-seek going on. There's With a the, reveal the coming up. The, horse. <laughs> the, horse. the pantomime horse. Yep. Yeah, it's a bit like that, actually. Yeah. Panto. And, um... So, yeah. I'm trying to so there was a footprint. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we, so we, there was a the footprint. There was, um... Uh, there was a footprint. There was uh, Joyce or somebody hanging around. Uh, Did she actually was... see a physical person? Yes. Then Yeah, okay, fine. Yes. Like uh, a shadow. No, a person, a bloke. But, oh. but interestingly, Tony didn't ask her what he looked like. <laughs> because then, you know, because they can't he ever had say what long weight hair he had, and he had, a beard. He had some hair and some legs. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to say He was about that. 85. <laughs> yes, it's definitely Rob. Definitely. And glasses. And oh, no, not Rob. Not Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um uh yes well yes um, um what did you think of the flower and produce show by the way i was right i said i predicted didn't i that uh they were gonna give the yes joe grundy although i said yes. it's gonna be the joe grundy cup not the you also fight. predicted something else oh i know i know what else you predicted this week that alice yeah uh, as, yeah, yeah, yes yeah yes so well done two ticks for you Yay! lucy Yay! you get for them getting overexcited <laughs> about something that was apparently bleeding oh, obvious i know but now i feel really bad i'll feel bad for the rest of the week <laughs> There's only I one day we... left. Don't worry about it. You oh, don't have to. Phew. You. Um, what's it going to say? Flower produce. Yeah. Standard. Good. Same old. Yeah. Same old. Why the bloody yeah. hell did Kenny, because I'm now going to start calling him Kenny. Cause oh, he yeah. Bloody... <laughs> oh. All right, Dave. I yeah. actually love it when he calls Dave I know, Dave. You can, but... <laughs> you can feel David go <laughs> every time. Because you can seethe. And because, he exactly, because David's so consistent the way he talks to Kenton. Yeah. Like a, bro you know, a brother he's yeah. resented his whole life. Yeah. Are you going um, to stand there watching me do this? Yes, I find it <laughs> yeah. soothing. Yes. I, lo I love that line. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> um, 
Oh yes, no. Can I, back to but in your monologue, I like I loved Jenny's. It's funny, isn't it? When the when the Archers actors do their when anything with the microphone, yes. or they become not the character, but they become the actor again. Yes. Don't they do yeah. like a sort of yeah. presentation or yes. a comment or yeah. a voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> She put her posh voice on. It's lovely no, to see so many yeah. of your hair this evening. <laughs> I just like to say yeah. uh, that the award goes to. Yeah, it was just so really. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? That that always happens for some reason. It's like when they have to pretend to be acting. When they... <laughs> yes, or when they use the archers' characters for like background noise. Yes, and you can hear them frantically trying. <laughs> Kirsty frantically trying not to sound like Kirsty. <laughs> we know it's you. We can see you. Because she does have a posh voice as well. Yes, if you yeah. listen to Radio 4 Extra. She's always in Agatha Christie's as the sort of the <laughs> yes, ingenue, isn't she? she? Is. She's kind of like... <laughs> I think the ones that were oh. sort of like... Cherka 2001, yes. when she was obviously in the rep con- company. Yeah. Oh, no. I can't marry you, Lord Fontague. Yes. Fontague. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Mr. Poirot, I didn't expect you to be here. <laughs> here I am with my it's... hand in the gum cupboard. I, I love it. It's so heartwarming when yeah. you hear, when you hear recognisable yeah. actors yeah. Um, in, your, in your old dramas. And you're like, God, that makes me, I must be so old because this was yes. recorded like when they yeah. was going yeah. in the background. And then they say, this was recorded in 1993. And you think, oh, well, that was only the other day. And you yeah. think, no, it wasn't, you idiot. Was, oh, God. Um, anyway, we got to the footprint, the man. No, 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 we were back on oh, Jenny, Jenny with the with the tunnel. Oh, now. was that all the clues then? Footprint yeah. and a yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Footprint and a person. And a gate. You missed I just a gate. footprint, but anyway. Um, <laughs> footprint and a, and a gate. Yeah. Because that was like, oh my god, anyone could have got. I mean, I was a bit like, I think you're overreacting, love. I did like I... it though when Lee, when <laughs> Lee and Tony just they can't communicate. They both say words at each other, and neither of them hears what the other one's saying. So Tony said, "It could have been a dog," and Lee went, "It was shut firm. It was latched. How could a dog open that?" <laughs> said and Tony just went oh how can a dog open it <laughs> oh and also could you I was what am I I was just about to say Harriet could you clarify something for me I've just realized no. yeah no you can't completely not but I might be able to I don't understand this Chris and Alice thing first no. of all I thought they were they were over yeah then they seemed to be quite nice, and Chris seemed to have got over mm-hmm. it remarkably quickly. Yes. And I thought, okay, so they're just separated while they're sorting things out. Yeah. Then he told them all, we're finished. And then she said, we're getting a divorce. This, there was no continuity on this because before he went to see her in rehab, he basically hated her. Mm-hmm. Then he went to see her in rehab, and then he loved her instantly again, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yep. Then he still loved her, but she was like, I can't stay here. And then he was devastated because he went to the pub and was sick on everybody. Yeah. The next thing you know, they're like best mates. Yeah. And then, so that's so not, so I was like, okay, this is good. They're, they're separating, but there's going to be, they're co-parenting. They're going to be really good friends. And then I assume in the future, they might get back to it. Then suddenly they're divorcing. Yeah. Yeah. What's, and then he was like, he was totally fine about it. Yeah. That's gone wrong somewhere because it has and also he was trying to persuade alice last week literally last week to hold martha 
And now yes. she's saying, oh, I'll have her. Don't worry. Oh, mummy, mummy can look after you. It's not a, it's not a chore for, a, a, for me to look after my own child. I know. And I thought, but last week it was like you didn't want to I have know. anything to do with her. I know I am such a bore about it, but I, the relationship yeah. between her and Martha is so yeah. vague. It's yeah. really annoying. Even like, you know, like... Harriet, do, even you when think, she was... do you think we've both had a really long nap and woken up and we've missed a whole week? <laughs> it's quite likely. Okay, in my case. Am I? Not a nap. I just was busy. <laughs> It would have been, I'll just shut my eyes for five minutes and then woken up and it's February. <laughs> I think, do you think it plays out twice a day, different episodes? <laughs> We're only listening to We've only to just one. realised. All the other podcasts have got to understand that. They're all covering, you know. I don't listen to the Omnibus on Sundays, so I assume it's changed to just five new episodes. <laughs> Rob's probably been back for weeks. <laughs> He's been riding He's... round on one of the horses for the last four <laughs> With um, Perdita or whatever her name is. What's her name? Prudence. Or... I can't remember. Oh, but what was her rising name? Trot was coming along splendidly. Tabitha. <laughs> I wish I could remember her name. That's so annoying. Yes, oh. I think that's happened. Mm. But yeah, the, the Alice and Chris is baffling, isn't yeah. it? Because that does not... And, no, because that's uh, with the Martha thing. Sorry, Pandora. So it was Pandora's <laughs> rising Of course trot. it was. How could we forget? Pandora and Rob out yeah. for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well done, Rob, says Shula. <laughs> nice to see you back in the saddle. <laughs> Um, I'm a vicar now, so I've forgiven you. <laughs> Carry on! But I'd still quite like to have sex with you. <laughs> or, in fact, anybody. Pandora, you up for it? No, Pandora's a child, Lucy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. The horse. The horse, then. Doesn't matter. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> Probably has happened. In oh, God. Um... Back, yeah, so Alice and Martha, yeah, because then she was like, oh, last week, oh, I can't hold my baby, uh. Mm. This week, it was like, oh, Martha, love you, but but I'm off now, bye. <laughs> then she was like, because, so she's just like a casual ad hoc parent, really, isn't she? Chris was like, don't, oh, she's done a poo, and Alice was like, okay, you yeah. sort it, see ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, if I was Chris, I would have, I would have been yeah. so pissed off. Listen, I've been changing these nappies every day yes! for the last three weeks while Alice... you've been talking about your feelings. You change it. Alice owes him at least 300 poo changes, Plus he had such an awful she? hangover. Yeah. Um, I know. But he was so chipper. Nappies. He yeah. was so chipper. I tell and... you what, he's totally like, one, scra- one lot of scrambled egg does not fix a hangover <laughs> like that. No way. You, I mean, you don't want to change a poo at the best of times. No. But, oh my God, with a hangover. Yeah. That's, and then she was like, well, I've made you scrambled eggs. Bye. And I was like, no, love. Sorry. Yeah. This is not you being a doting mum. Yeah. She do, she has a very casual relationship yeah. with Martha, doesn't she? Yeah. She has more of a, a loving relationship with Banjo. Yeah. Maybe she's she much more upset to leave Banjo. <laughs> Bam- Banjo Carter. I, I bet you anything that's a name. I bet you that is a name, Banjo. <laughs> it's quite a cute name, actually. If you had a little baby, baby, baby Banjo. Banjo, Banjo, come here, Banjo. Benjo, no Banjo. <laughs> 
Uh, I think that uh, Helen and Lee just got fed up with looking after the boys and having to be grown-ups and do chores. So they thought, I know, let's pretend that he's come back so we can go back home and go back to the farm and, you know, have babysitters on tap and have all our soup cooked for us endlessly. Yes, maybe it's all a big ruse yeah. and they're going to kidnap or get someone to kidnap Henry yes. just to take him away for a bit. Because Lee wants longer on, his, on that train set as well. <laughs> I want to go, Tony! No! He's, he is funny, isn't it? Because when he was all getting all irate about mm. intruders and stuff. He, you, he's just so wimpy yeah. that that's why it was so funny when when Tony was like, oh, he's a karate expert, yeah. and, and and Joy was basically like, but he's not really Tony. <laughs> he's not macho at all because he's, he's just a, bit of a tit when you come down. He, he is a bit of a tit, isn't he? But I do like him. Yeah, I like his titfulness. Yes, and titfulness, um, that's a good word. And I do did feel sorry for Helen, but I was like, oh my god! Oh, of course she'd be on massive yeah. high alert. Yeah. But I thought Lee should have been a bit cleverer and would be like, maybe let's not jump to conclusions. Mm. Let's get someone to inspect the footprint. Yeah. <laughs> what size shoe did Rob take? <laughs> size nine and was also, it? Let's talk to Joy, who has seen the person, <laughs> to find well, out what he the did have a high vis like. jacket yeah. on. Oh, when he was Chinese. Oh. I forgot to say. <laughs> oh, and there was an Accardo van right next to him. <laughs> Harris would have been right. Accardo van. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Has anybody for... seen a man with yeah. an Accardo van? <laughs> Rob Titchener is now driving an Accardo van. Alert all units. Oh, he's probably a, um, uh, what's, you know, the, what's it called? I was going to say Hive is lorry driver. HGV. HG. Yeah. I think cause... we're all going to be HGV lorry drivers. <laughs> I any know. now. Have you had your letter yet? When do you start? Is it? Is it... <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I'm a bit frightened of driving, so oh. I, I wouldn't be very good. But is it no. basically like, you know, in the war? You know when the it image was... of you <laughs> driving an HGV has just made me... <laughs> I did hurt a bit just thinking about it. <laughs> on a theatrical tour in Italy, I did have to drive basically a bus and we had many accidents. <laughs> but I had it for like some summer reason... holiday, but with a <laughs> yeah, drunk woman at the wheel yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah. But you're allowed to be drunk in Italy, yes. it's fine. It's encouraged, I think, when you drive. <laughs> compulsory it is when they do when they um, make you they say no you haven't had enough have some more and then blow into this bag again yeah because yeah, i used to take italians around italy and i was the tour guide yes and we had always had a driver and the driver used to they were americans the the people that came over and the driver was italian and would always have probably two or three glasses of red wine at lunch <laughs> And sometimes you can imagine the uh, group did not like it. Mm. And, but it was very awkward because then I'd have to say to the driver, yeah. oh, can you? And he was basically like, well, I'll just go and drink it in another room. Yeah. And then they don't have to see me. Uh, but what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, you driving a bus. Sorry. Oh, it was Rob being an Accardo. Oh, driver. yes. No, Rob being an Accardo. Us being conscripted into yes. being HGV, HGV drivers. drivers. Yeah. It's going to be, it's, we're going back into the 1970s. I sort of don't mind it in a way. Well, we've always spoiled much too much choice. So too now, much. Yes. But it's so we'll just have fires. we'll also have power cuts like yes, we did in the 70s because we're oh, running out of all the power. I wasn't born in the 70s. No, I'm no, no, no. terribly young. But in yes. the 80s, we did, because we lived in a village, we had power cuts a lot. And it was, oh, it was just so brilliant. By it the was time brilliant. you found the candles and the matches, everything was always back on again. It was really, you'd hear this ping, 
and everything had turned back on you'd sort of go huh oh. i we i loved it because we had a fire yeah. and you know candles and actually because it was the village often it was at least two or three days of power cut it was quite full on wow i think that was just living in a village and the, i think it was mostly hurricanes that did it where did you live <laughs> hurricanes <laughs> Yeah, you know, we had hurricanes. Hurricanes. We had hurricanes, didn't we, in the 80s? We had once. Our school roof blew off. (laughs) (laughs) And so Tom has done his uh, poem. Well, no, he says... um, Oh, yeah. Lines... Oh, we're now ladies who podcast. We're not even beautiful ladies anymore. We're now just ladies who podcast. (laughs) Feel a bit like that, to be honest. beautiful Mr. Newbie and ladies who podcast. (laughs) Lines must have got crossed this week as for some reason I got a copy of Bert's poem that he was going to read out at the Flower and Produce show. I think he must have meant it for you. Strange times indeed. (laughs) I attach it below. So, uh, yes, lots of love, Tom. The Ballad of Eddie Grundy by Tom Peach Listen all with bended ears about this tale of sin How you all by this con man was nearly taken in He wanted to purloin the cup named for my late helpmeet, and so he hatched a desperate plan, all others for to beat. He headed down to Brookfield Farm, did our dreadful brute, but his plan nearly blew up then, when he saw Beth's tight swimsuit. When Jill Archer heard his pack of lies, she agreed she would not bake, and so he did eliminate her lemon drizzle cake. Joy he took for a long ride upon his old white charger, and her winning vegan lamingtons were lost as lies grew larger. To the Aldridges he spun a tale that would make tears flow from tin, but they were already occupied by Alice and the gin. At hanging baskets from the bull he took his final aim, and Kenton nearly surrendered all before he saw the game. And so the story did come out about one man called Eddie and his attempt to have it all, Ambridge's own Machiavelli. But our tale concludes with all good news as now I have the cup and Poppy brings us all a smile despite his messing up. So to the moral of our tale, to landlords, don't tell jests. For a century, or just about, from Joe, they heard the best. Oh, cute. Richard Keeling mm-hmm. has emailed us. And if you, you should follow... Hi, Richard. He's not Australian. Not everybody <laughs> is Australian, Harriet. Hey, Rich. He's English. <laughs> um, Hi, Rich. Hiya. Um, I think he... No. Uh, he said thank you so much for your entertaining podcast every sunday i often leave my sunday chores until i know i'll have an ambridge on the couch to listen to oh, so much so more nice. enjoyable and also if he's hoovering he can't hear us which is infinitely preferable <laughs> i have been listening to the archers since around 2016 i think i remember the oh. first few episodes dealt with kirsty and tom not getting married however this week i'm a bit yeah, confused I'm sure you were going to answer these questions anyway. I bet we weren't, Richard. As if I'm confused, I'm sure poor Mr. Newby must be as well. I know of the Helen and Rob storyline, but as I wasn't listening at the time, I don't know the full ins and outs. Did they cover this last year when they broadcast the old episodes? Last year is a bit of an Ambridge blur, what with one thing or another. 
My main question is, is Rob not in prison? And if not, why not? Yes, I know that's more than one question. Mm. Also, wouldn't it be better to just install CCTV to find out if the mysterious fella is Rob before buggering off to Bridge Farm? <laughs> well, that's just happened. And also, does no one in Beachwood have CCTV or even one of those doorbells that records everything? Get Joy on the WhatsApp group. I'm sure someone could easily solve I bet you anything Kyle has. Yes. Kyle will have. Yes. And they will all have those ring doorbells and they're mm. all on the next door app reporting mm. them um, reporting Sightings. everybody else for everything rob isn't in prison because he although he was it was sort of one of those cases where because helen stabbed him she got a minimal prison sentence and the reason for that was that he had provoked her and he wasn't blameless <clears throat> in the stabbing because he because he coercive been control using coercive control on her so he was told to keep away from her and she got custody of the kids she got custody of the kids but she had to go to prison for a short time do you remember rob's mum yeah she was a bitch wasn't she yeah, yeah rob art because she always used to call him rob art oh yeah she, yeah she did <laughs> i would love rob to come back I think it's really time. I actually felt quite excited. When yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Me too, actually. When I saw people on Twitter go, oh my God, Rob's back. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And, and you're right, it's September. It's time for new drama. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. And this is probably the thing, except it's not going to be, is it? Because let's face it, it is, as you said, and Tom said, going to be one of the horses. So it's not new drama. It's going to be a nice, neat storyline. Kirsty will be all excited because it will all be... You know, yes. it'll be Blake and it will all be sorted out. Oh, and um, then that'll be that. Yeah. But mm. then maybe we'll get to find out about what happened to Blake and that, um, oh, you know, the sort of evil woman yes. who uh, he, he's ever sold to. Victoria. Maybe, uh, Victoria, this is hard. Yes. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> but it did feel a little bit more full of zip and zip and yes. zip. Yes, zip. it did. Because yes, something was... exciting was happening. Yes. Yeah. Even Got our adrenaline going again, yes. didn't it? And that hasn't happened for a long time. But it wasn't as exciting as whether or not Tony had put too much cinnamon in the blackberry crumble. I missed that bit. Oh, God. It was just like this running. I think they thought it was funny. You know, sometimes you can kind of, you know what they were trying well, to do. Well, because, they, you know, also with Tony, they always try and make him a sort of baffling bumbling, old yes. bumbling yeah and he's yeah it's not not that interesting we had this peculiar scene where one of the cows was ill and it, it couldn't lift its head or it was lifting its head too much or it was waving its head around or something and um or its head had fallen off i'm not sure and uh, <laughs> they were talking about it and they had this exchange about what a lot of blackberry crumble um one of the boys had eaten i didn't think it was humanly possible to eat that much crumble and he said was there too much cinnamon in it, Pat? And she went, well... And then the scene cut. And then at the end again, he said, so was there too much cinnamon in it? And she went, um... And then we cut the scene cut again. So I think that was supposed to be an hilarious little bit. It was not. Oh, my God. And anyway, oh. as any fool know, any cinnamon is too yum, much yum. cinnamon. Oh, 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 Lucy, we're just going to disagree. Oh, oh. Good thing we're not married. I know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I love cinnamon. I put it in a lot of stuff. And then do you mop it up with your kitchen roll? <laughs> kitchen roll. Kitchen roll. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we mop it up with kitchen roll. <laughs> or just lick it off up the floor. <laughs> off. 
a blog. Right. Um, this is my yes. fa- this is this. this is my favorite email of the okay. week. Uh, no, I can't say that, can I? Because uh, oh yes, mean on Richard. Yes, and and on <laughs> and Tom. Tom, who wrote us a massive oh, yeah. poem. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, you're all, darlings. You're all my favourites. <laughs> all my favourite sweeties. Yeah. I love you all. <laughs> Dear wonderful Ambridge on the couch team, this is oh, it's from... my favourite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're so easily bought. This is from Willa Hammett Brown. Oh yeah, she said, "I write to you now." I'm having to read this verbatim, right? Okay. Uh, the subject header is okay, but is a shout out weird. She said, I write to you certainly not because I'm sober. I am in the midst of a very bad week, in capital letters, and come to you fresh from the Ambridge Gin and Gossip Society, a small clutch of my brother's friends who I indoctrinated into the Archers two years ago, oh, and wow. who all recently became mildly addicted to your podcast. Oh. One listened to only seven back-to-back episodes. <laughs> Fun fact, my brother still hates the archers. We just had our second Zoom meeting. When I add the gentle, stupid warmth the archers has given me for years to the cheerful company of your podcast, to the cackles as one of the gin and gossip society, and we all yell, it's another Grundy plot. Well, it's gotten me through the pandemic. I hope you know you bring joy. Oh. A rather tipsy and sleep-deprived oh. fan, listen to this, Willa Hammett Brown, PhD, preceptor, Harvard <laughs> College Writing Program. Oh my God! Yes, actually, someone really intelligent actually saying that to us. Actually, somebody with a with a with a big brain wow. listening to us. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's Are you sure she's bad. not I'm listening sure to like many many of our listeners have got extremely big brains? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, saying but that. like, I sometimes worry they might be listening to like Cambridge on the Lash or. You know, like when people write nice things about our podcast and I think, are you sure you're not listening to um, <laughs> um, Slimbridge on the sly? Or <laughs> Oh, you think they put Cambridge on the couch? Yes. Oh, and yeah, it's it a be. bit more intellectual yeah. Than, yeah. This, than this podcast. Yeah. So she probably was listening to... <laughs> Someone talking something... about the River Cam. Yeah. Or deconstructing <laughs> Auden and... Yeah, you might be right. Damn it. <sighs> but, oh my God, that is so nice. Oh, and, right. I quite, I want to join that gin society. I know, it sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you think we could... Uh, is it on Twitter? D- um, is it live meetings? I don't, Harry, you can't gin. just crash. This is Willa's <laughs> special society. You can't just crash yeah, it. Yeah, but it's Willa and her brothers. They sound quite hot. <laughs> <laughs> Willa and her brothers sound actually like a country and western band. But exactly. Anyway. I've, I've got a really nice image of them. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> you perv. I'm going uh, to crash that Zoom meeting with my Hendrix. Right. You crash it first, then come back and tell me what it was like. And if it's nice, I'll crash it too. <laughs> this could all go horribly it could wrong. It really could, couldn't it? I think we've lost a listener. Bye, Willa. Thank you for listening. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, brothers, are you staying? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, everybody's Zoom's crashed. Now, I have... Okay, I need to find out who this person is. Mm-hmm. They are called Regular Listener 52. <gasps> Ooh. And they have given us a lovely review on iTunes... Uh, a must listen for anyone who either loves or lives to hate the archers. Better than listening to the archers, in fact. <laughs> just brilliant. <laughs> Laugh out loud, humor. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they've put just, br- they've called the review just brilliant, but they've only given us one star because they hit <laughs> the wrong button. 
Are you sure they hit the wrong button, Lucy? Because, <laughs> well, if they hadn't, then yes. they wouldn't have said nice things. Yes. And I once did that with an Uber man. So oh, I know no. how easily it is done. Yes, I've done that before. Because yes. if you press it too yes. many times, it, it goes back to one. one. Yes. So, ah. uh, um, 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 brilliant regular listener 52, we love you extremely much. And thank you very, very much <laughs> for all the nice things. But would you mind just redoing the review and giving it? Because otherwise you oh, send our... Yeah average down are you allowed to edit your review though once i think you've... they regular listener would have to take it down and repost it oh i'm sorry oh. i know that's a pain in the ass i mean sorry. that is a right pain in the ass i know yeah <laughs> she'll go yeah okay fine i will do and then it'll be still there three years later <laughs> i won't blame you if it's still there three years later regular <laughs> listener 52 absolutely <laughs> Totally. Such a pain having to do all those reviews. I know. But so that's why we are genuinely so appreciative, yes, isn't it? Yes, because, because we, we both know, know it's yes. pain in the bum. Yes. And you just feel a spasm of guilt every time they said to you, would you mind reviewing us? It makes a big difference. <laughs> Honestly, you get 10% off your next subscription. Oh. And you get to, bombarded uh... with spam for the rest of your natural life. <laughs> Oh, I know. There was Amy, wasn't there, putting Chris to bed. Yes. And then Alice being like, oh, she's such a good friend. Yeah. And, mm. yeah. When he said, Amy stayed and looked over me, <laughs> I thought, blimey, it's like the angel of death. <laughs> yeah, he woke up and was bed. like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> she probably nailed it's his feet right, to Chris. the end of it, like, <laughs> like in misery. <laughs> I'll mm. be here as long as you want me to. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But when she was in the pub with Fallon, I thought I couldn't stand being with her in the pub. She well, seemed I, to be, she just sucks the energy out of, I know, thought she, said, she had, uh, have you had a good day? I thought have she'd you? actually cheered up a bit, actually, then. Oh, really? I felt she had a little more, Oomph. yeah, I, thought, I, felt, I suppose because it was a bit like, that. I, I, yeah, I didn't mind that, actually. I, yeah. Also, she, can I ask a very basic question? Mm-hmm. What is she doing? Is she on holiday? <laughs> We've already asked that basic question but I was when waiting. she first turned up. But I thought that that would be explained. And she just said, oh, yes, I've moved back in with mum and dad. Yeah, so I don't think that question, it's, I don't think anyone is ever going to answer that question. I just think she's here for an inevitable, in, indefinite. indefinite amount of time. For an inevitable but amount of time. I for an inevitable <laughs> stay. <laughs> But nobody is going to uh, say what exactly is it that light. we're doing here. No, right. no, no. I, I mean, she, the yeah. NHS is a bit strapped <laughs> for people, you know. I think she's training to be an HGV driver, actually. Oh, <laughs> so that would she got make a bit sense. of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She just okay. does night shifts. Okay, on the lorries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to go now, Chris. We've got to get a lorry load of sheep long to Portsmouth. Long distance driver. Oh, long distance Clara. <laughs> long distance Amy. <laughs> do, 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 do you know what that's from? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> Pigeon Street. That's what. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> now, I haven't had any wine or anything. Now let's pop to nine and three quarters the green in Umbridge to see how Mr. Newbie is going. Have you not changed that bit of script No, yet? I was hoping you might remember, <laughs> but clearly not there. Duh. I'm not going to not say it no, if you've written it. <laughs> you frequently don't say things I've written. Can I just That's true. Out? Good morning, everybody. 
I spent the day at the fair. I was keen to judge the baked goods, but Jenny got there first, so I volunteered as understudy, and now just need to make sure that she has a minor accident so that I can eat all the flapjacks. In the meantime, I've been nominated to judge the fuchsia heads in a vase category, which seems oddly specific. Eddie was extremely agitated and was banging on about his trimmed beetroot, which, fortunately, I managed to persuade him not to show me. Poppy was there too, with a plate of veggies in the shape of a manatee, as far as I could see, but I couldn't remember who her parents were and had a suspicion that one of them might be brown bread, so to avoid an awkward conversation, I didn't say hello. I saw Eddie and Kenton later on though, chatting away cheerfully, which I took to mean that A, Eddie had accepted his fate fate, and B, was now bound to win the Frida Fry Cup anyway. Well, it turned out that he didn't, but it was nonetheless resolved beautifully and it all made my cockles thoroughly toasty. I was as surprised as anybody to find out that the manatee was actually a monkey, but little Poppy got a prize, Eddie got some love for his dad, and Bert Fry's trug full of tastefully arranged courgettes and radishes was the deserved winner. Well done, Jennifer, not least for laying this particular storyline very definitely to rest. I haven't seen Tony since I arrived in the village, so I'd forgotten just how much of a Frank Spencer he is. He and Pat are organising a harvest supper and everybody's bringing something. Helen's bringing cheese, which seems a bit of a waste, when Tony's acting would be more than cheesy enough for everybody to have their fill. Saw Jennifer again and she looked far less chipper than yesterday, so I asked her what was wrong. She said she'd love to be more involved in Martha's life, but Chris is doing fine without help. She's being generous, I think. Chris is getting plenty of help, but from his own parents and not from her. It's difficult. Firstly, I think Chris probably blames Brian and Jenny for at least some of Alice's problems. And secondly, even if he'd been dead keen on his in-laws before, and I'm not sure he was, things have changed now that Alice has left him, and even with the best of intentions, that's going to affect his relationship with them. I know I'm cutting off a rich and varied source of jokes for myself here, but I always got on really well with my former mother-in-law, and I think she and I genuinely miss each other. Nonetheless, now that I'm no longer part of the family, it's not the same, and I don't think either of us would voluntarily seek the other out anymore. It's a shame, but it's awkward now somehow. I saw Amy getting into her car and said hello. She said she was on her way to Felbersham to return a pussycat sleep suit, and I was about to ask if it had been too small for Martha when I noticed that it was in an adult size. Seems like Chris was getting the wrong end of the stick in more ways than one. She invited me out with her, Chris, Fallon and Harrison for drinks in the bull later, but not dinner. She said she was running a fair trade stall in the early evening and couldn't make a meal. I told her to speak to Adam. He can make a meal out of anything. On my way home I got a bit confused as to where I was. I haven't quite figured my way around the village yet, so I stopped to get my bearings. That was when I noticed Joy Horbill peeking out of the window at me. Very strange, just peeping from behind the lace curtains without opening them. Anyway, I started home, got to Helen's house and realised that I was going the wrong way, so I turned round and went back, and that was when I saw Joy coming out of her house in a real hurry, looking very determined indeed and brandishing a watering can. I didn't stick around to find out what she wanted and made myself scarce, so whatever was going on, I'm confident I've heard the last of it. I turned up quite late at the ball, and by the time I got there things seemed to be drawing to a close, so I just sat at the bar and earwigged. Apparently, Chris had been talking to Cecil about pickling his shallots, and had clearly taken the advice completely on board, as he was already three sheets to the wind and obviously looking to get thoroughly soused. In hindsight, I should have joined them, because as they left, I heard Fallon saying to Amy that she was going to get Chris into bed and wrestle his boots off. Or maybe that was Amy to Fallon. Whichever, I'd gladly have swapped places with him, the filthy, dirty, lucky boy. On my way home, I was a little tiddly myself and desperate for a wee, so I dashed into Helen and Lee's garden to 
fertilise their roses. When I came out again, I let the gate clang, and I was worried that I'd be discovered, so I ran off. I don't think anybody was there, though, so I think I got away with it. But even if there had been somebody there, they'd just have thought it was a cat or a dog, I expect. Chris was in the shop this morning buying Lucozade and Nurofen when I popped in to buy my paper, and he looked terrible. Maybe he lost last night's wrestling bout after all. He was talking to Susan about Alice staying dry, and I heard him say that he's sure she will do it this time. Good grief. How does he not get this yet? It's not a video game, Chris. Alice is never going to have completed alcoholism. I have an autoimmune disease and it's never going to go away. I take a tablet for it every day and it's completely fine, but I will need to do that for the rest of my life. I'll never beat it because once you have it, that's that. And so it is with Alice. Would it have killed Chris to have done some reading about alcoholism at some point? I mean, even just paying attention when he was watching telly over an evening would have done it. Literally everybody knows how this works, and I'm really starting to understand why Alice feels like she can't go back to him. Tony and Joy were outside Helen's house when I went to get milk this morning and seemed to be putting up a CCTV camera on the wall. I hope Helen knows about it. Having a wee on somebody's roses is one thing, but secretly putting up a camera in their garden is entirely another. I half expected Tony to step down off the ladder into a bucket of whitewash, then stumble into the pond, then drag himself out of the pond only to stand on a rake. Ooh, Betty! <laughs> He'd do better leaving this kind of thing to Joy, I reckon. She's extremely competent in a very quiet way. Back in the bull again, and Brian came in with a face like thunder. I heard him telling Kenton that Alice has decided to divorce Chris. I know this is difficult news to hear, but you might at least expect that he'd be concerned for the welfare of his daughter and granddaughter, if not his son-in-law. Not Brian, though. Nope, he's worried about his wallet as ever. This week, I watched the 80s apocalypse film Threads, in which Sheffield is razed to the ground by a nuclear attack, and the people of Britain are plunged into a 20-year-long nuclear winter. Suffice to say that I half expected to see Brian in the background, picking his way through the rubble with a car phone pressed to his ear, trying to get hold of his stockbroker to take up a short position on stainless steel futures. He has moments of compassion and enlightenment, his reaction to Rory's coming out, for example, but when it comes down to it, he really is the Gordon Gecko of Ambridge. Greed is bad, Brian. Greed is bad. Now... We cross over to the tea rooms where Emma's customer service training is under pressure. Excuse me one moment. Fallon, Fallon, I've just dropped the kettle into the pavlova. Can you get Harrison to change the board to say eat and mess? Or, or just mess, if you think that's better. It's gone all up the urn. Sorry, uh, what can I do for you? You don't remember me, do you? No, you're not the ferret man, are you? No, I am not the ferret man. I am Neville James, Dennis James' brother. Oh, from the party. Nothing wrong was there. Nothing wrong? I hope you're joking. Firstly, can I ask you why you thought it was appropriate to abandon a group of pensioners in an orchard in the rain? It was drizzle when they had chairs. Well, buckets. Goat buckets. And why were they sitting on the goat buckets? Because every time they stood up, a herd of goats tried to bowl them over. 
I know, bless him. It was like watching a game of skittles from in here. It's all part of the rustic experience. The goats are ever so friendly. They wouldn't hurt anyone. Well, unless they've had hard-boiled eggs. The goats are really weird about hard-boiled eggs. God knows why. Sometimes I've had to sprint through there to the bins if we've had a run on egg mayo. Ah, yes, the food. I'm glad you brought that up. You didn't, did you? Bring it up. That isn't the point. We ordered an afternoon birthday tea, hoping for delicate cakes and crustless sandwiches. We got doorsteps and indescribable scones. Came in useful, though, didn't they? The scones? What else could you have pelted the goats with? Covering fire, they were. Well, the bread had great big holes in it, too, as if it had been ripped. And the butter was frozen. Well, that was the police. What? Well, it's not normally that bad. We had a new chef on. A local lady. Ah, yes. Was she related to the man dressed up as a policeman who kept walking round asking us if we'd seen the butter? He was a policeman, I told you. He's just better at bread than he is at criminals. Well, I say that. Mr James, I know it wasn't ideal, but more of you turned up than we were expecting. We were hoping some of you would have been pinged, but you all came. Normally we only have two customers, see? That's what we're designed for. Two customers? How do you make any money? Oh, don't start pulling on that thread or the whole tea rooms will fall apart. No, basically, one person comes in and stands at the counter talking to Fallon about a problem. Then they spot the other customer and demand to sit with them. Really, we actually only need one table, but as she's gone to the trouble of upcycling the bloody things, we have to put them out. Well, those chairs are some of the most uncomfortable bits of furniture I've ever come across. They're upcycled too. Some of them weren't even chairs when they started out. Well, as an experience, it was absolutely not what we'd had in mind. We will not be back, and we'll be writing about our experiences on TripAdvisor. I wouldn't bother. We don't believe in the internet. We only read back copies of Borchester Life. Jennifer has a subscription and it's one copy between the village. But I don't want any bad feeling. That's a goodwill gesture. Would you like some eaten mess for the journey? On the house? Or a go, Mr James? Ah, oh, please yourself. Harrison, have you been doing the board? It's ice cream with salted caramel and peanuts. That is definitely not how you spell peanuts. that's that you'll be pleased to hear there'll be another <laughs> podcast up next week <laughs> really will be subscribe to us on itunes and you'll never miss an episode and please please give us a review and we will be give you big kisses oh this is your bit yes but please happened. don't give us one star thank you <laughs> in the meantime if you'd like to contact us you can email ambridge on, ambridge the, couch on the couch at, at gmail.com Sounds like Joanna Lumley. And give us your comments or any questions for Mr. Newbie. Mr. Newbie, darling. (laughs) Come on. Get your reviews in, darling. Yeah. (laughs) We are at At Ambridge on Twitter. Or you can follow follow Mr. Newbie Newbie on Twitter. On Twitter. Are you copying me now? (laughs) I'm synchronising. Okay. At At Newbie Couch. At Newbie Couch. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from all of us. And have a lovely week. Bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.